welcome to episode 24 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there, and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today, I should say, is episode 24, part 1, as we are going to come back next week with part 2, both featuring Sandra Riches. She's the BC Adventure Smart Executive Director. Part one today, we're going to talk all about what Adventure Smart is and what they see some common mistakes that trail runners make and sort of how they have figured out what those mistakes are over the years. It's a really great interview. Can't wait to get to it next week to come back. You'll, you'll really want to come back to celebrate Halloween as we're getting you winter ready. It's that time of year. Crazy, I know. Uh, but Sandra finishes up the conversation some more tips about going into winter and some more stuff about adventure smart it's fantastic you'll want to check out part two as well a little bit of housekeeping before part one the dear abby or adam is still open get your questions in for the mailbag we'll get some great responses i promise and i'm hoping you can help me spread the word of the podcast and the newsletter a little bit maybe next time you're out on a long run If you're with someone, ask them, have they heard about the newsletter and the podcast? And if they haven't, tell them all about it. Send them a link. Do what you can. I would really appreciate it. I'm so grateful of all the help from all of you so far. There's been a lot more growth than I would have ever guessed. That's because of all of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And let's keep it rolling. But today is about Sandra. It's about BC Adventure Smart. Let's go. Today's guest is the executive director of BC Adventure Smart, Sandra Riches. Adventure Smart is dedicated to encouraging participants to get informed and go outdoors. Their website has all kinds of great resources about how to stay safe while exploring the outdoors, and they also offer up in-person programs to further those lessons. The goal is to decrease the workload of various search and rescue groups by educating the public. An awesome and noble cause. Thank you for being here, Sandra. My pleasure, Adam. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm excited to learn a little bit more. Perhaps you could tell us just a bit more about Adventure Smart, who makes up the group, and how you choose what information to send into the world. Our main objective is to increase awareness for outdoor outdoor enthusiasts so that we can reduce the number and severity of search and rescue calls in the province of BC. Uh, The British Columbia Search and Rescue Association created the program in 2004, so we're into our 18th year. Um, It's been a busy 18 years, Mm -hmm. and after the first few years of of really um, extensive strategic uh, engaging outdoor education in British Columbia, uh, based on that success, the program went national. So there is representation in every province and in every territory. We're quite unique in British Columbia, though, however, for many reasons. And we do have endorsement backing and funding through the BC Search and Rescue Association via Emergency Management BC, which is our provincial government, that supports this outdoor education sector of the search and rescue model in BC. Um, Myself as executive director, we have had outreach staff summer and winter, um, over 500 volunteers in British Columbia who are just educators with the Adventure Smart message. Uh, and, and my fortunate position is to support this program in the province and work nationally as well with other coordinators. And the whole idea is to support the very active, healthy province of BC 
if we can speak provincially mm-hmm. and and really support the enthusiasts who love 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 to go outside and play right no matter how adventurous you are how long or short your your outing is we still want you to practice some some basic consistent actions about safety pre-trip and also know what to do in an emergency so in a nutshell we provide that outdoor education to all levels of users all ages all activities all seasons and work with partners like the bc search and rescue association industry partners like avalanche canada bc parks parks canada tourism the list goes on to provide that to the public that's so cool that you started up and, and are now across the country from something that started here in BC. The website itself is really awesome too, has information to many specific outdoor things. As you mentioned, one of those things is trail running. Can you tell us some of the common mis- mistakes that trail runners make and what we can all do uh, to make sure we're as safe and prepared as possible out there? Now, no, any of this information isn't isn't picking on any user group. Of it's, course. It's what I can provide for you is really consistent data. And so if we talk about search and rescue for a second, and that'll preface um, causations and consistencies that you asked about. In British Columbia, we have 78 search and rescue groups that consist of about 3,000 search and rescue volunteers. Mm. They're all volunteers. And they respond in British Columbia alone to just under 2,000 search and rescue calls a year, wow. just in BC. So all of those search and rescue incidents are entered into a provincial data management system. And that system provides us with consistencies and causations, reasons for search and rescue. Uh, it gives subject personas and profiles, regions where they're happening, seasons, highlighted areas of the province that have more calls than others. So that collection of data allows all of us, SAR groups, individual members, uh, BC Search and Rescue Association, myself uh, at BC Adventure Smart to jump into that data and look and see what's going on, what's Mm -hmm. happening, what's consistent, what's seasonal, what is regional, how do we pull out of that and create outdoor education? So long answer to your question, which I'm great at long answers, (laughs) is the top three reasons for search and rescue in British Columbia across the board Uh, Number one is injury. Right. So if we think about trail runners, we can say the same thing about trail runners. I can say the same thing about snowmobilers in the winter. Uh, I can can also label that causation to hikers in the summer. So the first one's injury. Uh, The second one is getting lost and disoriented Mm -hmm. for whatever reason right? That, that's a whole other conversation or we can jump into any of these in depth. Getting lost or disoriented could be just, uh, I got turned around and dizzy and now I'm going west instead of east. Oh, there's the trail marker. I'm back on track. Or I don't have a map and compass. I don't know how to use them. Or I might even have them and I don't know how to use them eff- mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, and I don't know how to navigate, right? Or I don't know, even know how to communicate where I am enough to get support from a friend maybe or or I just don't know how to route find or navigate. And the third third primary reason for search and rescue in BC is exceeding abilities. Mm. So maybe a snowmobiler, a hiker, a forager, a mountain biker, a trail runner might exceed their abilities again for a long list of reasons, right? Maybe you're super confident on the trails as a trail runner and today you're just gonna push it because you wanna reach that second peak instead of the first. Or my abilities are pushed due to peer pressure, mm-hmm. or it's super sunny and warm. I'm going up there today, even if I'm not prepared, right? So there's, there's many reasons 
for each one of those top three. So injury, getting lost and disoriented and exceeding abilities. And like you said, it's very simple to kind of go, go over in your head and figure out how that could happen in, in, in all of those. Um, the, the treasure trove of data, I'm sure, has led to what the website is and, and what's on there right now are some of those really cool trail specific videos. Uh, I think they're really neat and smart. I And, um, you know, sometimes we see the trail on a map and it's just a line and, and there's almost an ignorance to it. Like, well, it's on the map. How hard can it be? Uh, how have you had how has the reaction been to the website in general and and do you and are you guys making a difference for search and rescue ah two good questions uh the website is it's full of information right if you're uh, an advanced trail runner like yourself and maybe your your co-runners you, you jump in there and you can learn some tips and tricks but you may already have a lot already in your in your runner's toolbox so to speak um so there's such a great wealth of information on there from programs and booking them to have someone deliver it face-to-face -face or virtual mm. our trip plan app is on there uh, there's wildlife information communications and signaling and seasonal water boating climbing cliff jumping you know the list does go on but what is also consistent through all of those i think we've got 25 plus activities there is we want you to do the same thing in preparation for those activities no matter the activity so that's super consistent. That is, that is what you'll hear from any of us in every province and territory, no matter who's speaking about Adventure Smart. We want you to follow our three T's. We want you to trip plan, train, and take those essentials with you. And, and that is consistent if you're going for a 50K trail run or if I'm going for a 10K mountain bike this afternoon. I need to let someone know where I'm going. I need to check the weather, see who I'm going with. The trip planning consists of that pre-adventure planning, really. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I do this safely and get home? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and leaving that information with a trusted emergency contact. And then the second T is training. Do I have the training to do what I'm about to do? Am I physically fit? Am I mentally prepared? Do I have first aid? Can I fix my bike? Basically. Uh, if there's a breakdown, <laughs> uh, can I change that uh, tire? Can I fix a brake lever? You know, do I have the tools to do that? Do I have the abilities mm -hmm. to do that? Can I root find? Can I can I administer first aid? Uh, communicate with search and rescue if need be. That all falls into a form of training, and then taking those essentials. There's that basic list that we've got on our website, and mm -hmm. you always want to add to it season and sport specific. So back to your point, Adam, no matter the activity, those um, three T's apply to all of us, no matter the adventure, no matter the season. Because every single time we, when I say we, uh, BC Search and Rescue Association, first responders in, in every form, want you to have left someone in the information of where you've gone and that you've planned. They want to know that you have some form of training and that you've taken these essentials because that that may or may not reduce the call happening because accidents happen. Mm -hmm. But if it reduces the severity of that call, if the severity of that call is less, that is also success. I always joke with the people when I'm out there. It's like if it ever comes to that, you want the story to be like they did everything right and that they just needed the search and rescue to come. <laughs> <laughs> Just a huge thank you to BC Search and Rescue Association, of course, and to yourself, Sandra Riches. Huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere and search and rescue volunteers everywhere. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. Music